back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello and welcome back into the Daily Nebraska Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Ben, Anthony, Marissa Steele here with you. And now... On the OWL VIP line, we have Ben Beecham, who was at the game on Sunday before the Super Bowl. Ben, first of all, do we got you? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. That's awesome. So you I were at- think we can hear Ben. Can you not hear him? He's very quiet. Yeah. I can hear him just fine. But no. all right. Uh, so, Ben, you were at the game. You did uh, takeaways- can you kind of talk about uh, what your biggest takeaways from the big win for Nebraska was and just what it was like being at that game? Yeah, it's really just Nebraska stepped up on the big stage. They played their best and most complete game of the season. Everyone stepped up. Jazz Shelley had 23 points. She was a star. Hit the clutch, game-winning three. Markowski and Potts both stepped up. Logan Nisley was really big for them late. She had five points in the last few minutes that really got them going on that comeback. Kendall Moriarty, I think she was the main X factor. She stepped up in the final quarter and took on the challenge of guarding Caitlin Clark. Held her to zero points, which is unprecedented almost. And it was just Nebraska executing on all fronts when it mattered. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was just such a big win for Nebraska. Caitlin Clark was trying to, you know, I was trying to get her to break the record along with getting the win. And a lot, I mean, what it kind of seemed like was Iowa was maybe more concerned with trying to get her to break the record than, you know, actually trying to win the game. What what did you kind of think? Did you see any fault from, you know, coaching standpoint, trying to force it to Kaylin Clark a little bit too much? What did you see? Oh, Caitlin Clark, I don't really see it that way. I think Caitlin Clark, she's obviously the best player in women's college basketball. She gets, she shoots a lot because she makes a lot. I really don't think she was forcing her shot. I mean, any shot is a good shot for her, really. She Post-game, she talked about a lot. She really doesn't think about the record. So I really don't think that played a huge factor in the game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That was what a lot of people's... Uh thoughts were after it um what did you think was nebraska's biggest x x factory to be able to pull off the upset i think the crowd was really big for them i mean that's the biggest crowd i think they've had ever and late they got a lot of momentum and the crowd really played into it there was a lot of iowa fans there but they played against that early and then, like I said earlier, Kendall Moriarty in that box and one defense, face guarding Caitlin Clark the whole fourth quarter was huge for them. Really got, really messed her up. Can you kind of point to one facet or statistic, you know, that really helped Nebraska make that second half comeback, whether it was the three-point shooting, whether it was rebounding, not, not turning the ball over? What was kind of the main reason that you think, you know, statistically that Nebraska was able to come back? I think it was a three-point shooting. They only made they went three of six in the final quarter, but the momentum when they made their threes really turned the tie of the game. They also went eight of ten from the free throw line in the final quarter, eight of fifteen from the field. They really just stepped up in that, and just shooting wise. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely you know if you're going to be a team like 
Iowa, Nebraska's going to have to shoot the ball well, and they did. Can you kind of talk about, you know, Jazz Shelley's performance, you know, hitting the clutch three-pointer to give Nebraska the lead, and she kind of did the you-can't-see-me thing, but they were, Jazz Shelley went on social media and said that's not what that actually was. She wasn't making a gesture, you know, to what Caitlin Clark usually does. That's usually, they said that's their face guard defense. Can you kind of, but other than that, can you kind of talk about just how big Jazz Shelley was down the stretch? Yeah, she really took on the challenge of going shot for shot with Caitlin Clark, the best scorer in women's college basketball. There was a stretch, I think late in the second quarter, where she hit a three and then Caitlin Clark went down and matched her. But Jazz Shelley, she wasn't scared. She went down on the other side and launched a three, drained it, and really kept them in it. And she was just not scared the whole game. I mean, it takes a lot of confidence to take that shot late in the game down to, yeah, she was just on top of her game. That's probably her best game all year. She played 34 minutes and was just the X factor, obviously, for them. Yeah, I mean, uh, Josh Elway, definitely, you know, one of the Nebraska's better players on the team. She had a huge performance. You know, without her, they probably wouldn't have been able to pull it off. Um I kind of want to talk about what do you feel like, what does this win do for Nebraska? Obviously, this is a huge resume-building win for Nebraska women's basketball team, but how do you think this changes uh, the future for Nebraska this season, you know, the direction that they're going to be heading? Because they were kind of on a skid. They'd lost three of their last four going into Iowa. They was kind of on a rough patch, but they got a huge win against Iowa. What does this mean now for this season? I think it gives them their confidence back. It gives them their swagger back. I mean, they losing to Rutgers at home, the worst team in the Big Ten, that's just so demoralizing. They've lost three of their last five coming to the game. And I really think this win just sets them back on track to making the tournament. They were right on the bubble before the game. I think if they just keep playing their style of basketball, this win will keep them in the tournament. Yeah. Um, Nebraska was definitely needing a win like this because, like you said, the Rutgers loss was honestly maybe one of the worst losses for Amy Williams in this Nebraska team, not just this year, but, you know, over her career at Nebraska. I mean, that was a really bad loss. Nebraska was needing a pick-me-up. They got it with this Iowa win. Coming up next, they have Ohio State, another ranked team. How are you feeling about that game now that, I mean, Nebraska's shown they could beat a team like Iowa, and if you can beat a team like Iowa, you can kind of beat almost anybody. Yeah, I really think that they they have a bigger challenge for this one because they had the home environment against Iowa. Now they're going on the road. They've had struggles on the road. So I think this is a really big test to see if the Iowa game was real or if it was just a fluke. Yeah, I mean, it was it is kind of it was kind of the same thing with uh Nebraska men's team when they beat Purdue. It was like, okay, Nebraska beat Purdue. Where's that other top resume win? I mean, that's kind of, you know, it kind of seems like an outlier, but then Nebraska did it against Wisconsin. This is kind of another chance to be like, okay, was it a fluke? If Nebraska also gets it done against Ohio State, they're for real. I want to touch on, though, what I thought was kind of the most fascinating part of, you know, just not even the game, just the whole day for Nebraska was the post-game press conference. So what I saw was, you know, Nebraska storing the core, had their party um, on the court and it was like you know that was 20 minutes and usually for the postgame press conferences the po- the away team is supposed to traditionally go first apparently from what I heard Iowa by the time Nebraska was done with their storming the court and partying the, on the court 
by the time Nebraska got back to went to the media room, Iowa still wasn't there. So the Nebraska SID had just had Nebraska go, and then when Iowa showed up, they were going to just go right after, right? They were going to go as soon as they got there. But then that had Iowa's head coach not very happy. You were actually there, though, Ben. Could you talk about just how crazy that post-game press conference was and what happened? Yeah, I really didn't question the Nebraska players going first. I just thought the Iowa players probably had a lot. Caitlin Clark probably had some post-game press and they probably want to talk to her. So then they start going. I see Caitlin Clark kind of look in, and then that's when I hear the yelling. So originally I thought Caitlin Clark was the one who started yelling, but then I realized it was their coach, and it was just really weird. Obviously Markowski stopped talking, and they had to close the doors. They had to, like, shut her out. And then, I mean, no one really acknowledged it, actually, after that. They just kind of kept going. I mean, yeah, it was, just, it was such a weird... It was just such a weird incident. Like, that never, that just never happens, you know, at a post-game press conference like that. Anthony, Marissa, what, what are your thoughts on Iowa's head coach after in that post-game? Yeah, that was just obviously a bizarre moment. I mean, just the soundbite of that really went viral, and it, it shocked me. And I mean, I get it, like, the Big Ten protocol as she was saying it's not big 10 protocol uh, yeah but how they usually have it is the opposing team the uh, losing team goes first or the opponent goes first and then the home team afterwards but again it was a solid 15 20 minutes after nebraska won the game they were on the court partying with the fans it was a big win for them that should have been more than enough time for iowa to go have their media availability have their press conference yeah and then also, it was communicated by the Nebraska SID how if Nebraska were to be doing their post-game press conference and Iowa would come in, they would uh, ask the Nebraska players and coach to leave and have Iowa mm-hmm. fill in. And then once Iowa's done, Nebraska will resume that. So, like, it was, I think, an overreaction on um, Lisa Bloater. I mean, it was a tough Iowa's loss coach. for them. Yeah, it's a tough loss, but def- she definitely could have handled it better. Yeah, I mean, you said Iowa had plenty of time, you know, to get to that to the presser and all of that, and um, oh shoot, I just forgot what I was gonna say. Um, and then I know she also said like, oh, I got a flight to catch and all that. Um, if she had a flight to catch, why yeah. wasn't she there earlier? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, and it's also in Iowa City, which probably isn't that long of a flight. I mean, no. she, she may have had another thing or whatever, but that's beside the point. Um, you know, I think it was kind of. You know, a lot of emotion and, and a lot of just from the game and stuff that was that kind of spurred that reaction. Um, but thankfully, Caitlin Clark kind of handled it with grace. And I thought her presser was, you know, really good. She, you know, didn't make excuses or, you know, anything mm-hmm. like that. And um, and she even noted that, like, the noise didn't bother her and, and stuff like that. So I th- thought her reaction was a lot better. <laughs> Ben, can you kind of talk about just, like, how surprised, you know, not just, like, you know, you, but in the whole media, just, like, you know, how did the SIDs handle it at Nebraska, you know, when Iowa's coach is just kind of going, like, you know, I want to say throwing a fit because that's kind of what she was doing. Can you kind of talk about just how Nebraska handled it and what they did? Originally, I think he just tried to calm her down and get her to stop talking in the middle of their Nebraska press conference. And then eventually he had to step out. And they had to close the door behind them. 
So, yeah, he really had a lot. He has plateful that day. So, Yeah, I mean, it was so, I mean, he said that it was going to, you know, be a little messy because, you know, Nebraska was going first. Iowa hadn't gotten there. Like, he said it was going to be a little messy, and it was probably more messy than he even thought it was going to be. Um, ben, can you just kind of, is there anything else you want to touch on with the game um, that you saw that you want to mention? Uh, I think Amy Williams, this, this was her best coach game I think she's had all year. She made that bold decision to switch the box and one. She said she'd never even really used it at Nebraska, and she didn't even know she'd ever use it. And post-game, she talked about between the third and fourth quarter, when I asked her about what she said in the huddle, she said she didn't even really remember. She just really remembered talking about switching the defense and just locking it on each possession and taking the game one possession at a time. So I think really Amy Williams, she's had her ups and downs in Nebraska, but I think this is really a high point for her to just really lock in down 14 the fourth quarter and mount that comeback. Yeah, I, with Nebraska's last loss, I, on the show, said, is, Nebraska, is Amy Williams' job, you know, in a little bit of jeopardy? Not saying she's going to be fired this season, but like, how much longer can she continue to, you know, not have that much success? Maybe this win is the start of something really special for this Nebraska women's team. Ben, I really appreciate you coming and calling in on the show on the Owl VIP line. Ben, thank you as always, and have a good night. Thank you for having me on. You have a good night, too. All right, that was Ben Beecham on the Owl VIP line. Uh, Marissa Anthony, is there anything else you kind of want to add uh, about the game? Um. Yeah, this is just kind of what Ben already said uh, during his interview, but that fourth quarter, really, that could be a defining moment for Amy Williams mm-hmm. and for Nebraska women's basketball. That was a defensive masterclass, just implementing the box and one on Caitlin Clark. Obviously, she had 31 points in the first three quarters. I was thinking for sure she's going to break the record in, on Nebraska, yeah. but she ends up going scoreless. She shot 0 of 6 from the fourth. They just really made her uncomfortable, whereas maybe at the start of the quarter, she wasn't really trying to score the ball that much, but when it mattered most, she was just all out of sorts, along with the rest of Iowa. Nebraska outscored them 27-10 to 10 in the final quarter, so just an outstanding outstanding quarter and just outstanding coaching from Williams. Yeah, I was also going to um, mention that Shelly and Potts got Big Ten Weekly Honors, too, yeah. and... Um, we didn't talk about her a ton, but Potts um, obviously had a very good game. She um, did pretty well for, for most of the game, and then that fourth quarter really sparked um, Nebraska's um, you know, continued run, and I think it was her sixth Big Ten Freshman of the Week award. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, she's definitely getting noticed. I want One last thing I want to say about the post-game press conference. So when Markows- Markowski was talking, and she was, like, thanking her dad, and that was when she started yelling and saying, this isn't Big Ten protocol. They're playing music during free throws, blah, 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 whatever. That, I mean, it was, it kind of sucks that it had to be, you know, right then and there. It couldn't have been, you know, when they were talking about how they won the game or whatever. It had, it, like, I think it just was really unfortunate that that quote got, like, messed up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Markowski's dad, Andy Markowski, who's called in on the show before, not Daily Nebraska show, but uh, Husker Rewind, that's on Sundays, He's, he tweeted and said that he was kind of disappointed that that was how it was. He wasn't mad or anything, but just saying that he was really like looking forward to that shout-out he's getting from his daughter. And 
it just got messed up by that moment. Yeah, it was unfortunate. It was handled very well by Alexis Markowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just kind of went back to answering it, went back to her an- response. But yeah, it's like, it's very unfortunate it happened at that time. Definitely, definitely. So we got one more segment left on the Daily Nebraska show, and we're going to touch on the men's basketball blowout win against Michigan. Both Nebraska basketball teams got the win. Men's basketball team was definitely in easier fashion. (laughs) The game seemed over like halfway through the first half. So we're going to touch on that, though, to end the show right here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.